So uh, I'm a Smelly It Smells, aka Smelly Boner, aka Elliot John, that's without a H, Wells, spelled E-L-L-I-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-S, J-O-N in the middle. This is the Dip and Rip podcast here at Thunderdome. The man has been fucking cool. So we're here with Mr. Elliot Wells at the Thunderdome. You hear the train in the background that never fucks off? I've heard it a few times. That is a loud fucking train. It's every fucking time. Like, how fucking often? Like, fucking always. <laughs> I could not fucking cope with that, man. Dude, you'd be trying to talk on the phone on that goddamn train? No. Nah. It's just fucking... most distracting fucking thing. Yeah, they're supposed to put a wall up to, uh, to fucking sort it. Like a soundproof wall? Yeah. They're going to encase the entire track. Dude, that's what I thought. You have to make a fucking tunnel? Well, they put a fence up? Yeah, they, le- they legally have to have to boop it. That's certain number yeah, of times. my client Ryan, he said that they have to for each crossing, it's like two long, like one short, one long, and like three short. Every crossing, and there's like four crossings that are like it's basically one every block right here. It seems so unnecessary. So it's just like incessant. If you can't hear the train, dude, like if you can't feel a train and you get hit, it's kind of that's on you, you know. If you're walking on a train track. You're a fucking idiot anyway. I mean, <laughs> well, that like, guy trying to snuck up on me. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you spend your whole life knowing that thing can kill you. It's like walking into traffic. Dude, yeah, well, survival of the fucking there's fittest. Still, there's still fucking 700 videos of people fucking getting hit by goddamn trains. Yeah, 700 fucking idiots. Yeah, fucking one idiot less. Right, a moron. Right. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You tell him what we talk, what we tell. Uh, Josh. We, we tell Josh that on the front of the train there's a clown nose, and if you boop it, fucking candy comes out. <laughs> this part of his apprenticeship. Yeah. Go out there and boop the clown nose, dude. Go boop the clown nose. That's what that noise is. That's yeah. people booping it. Yeah, oh, the there's a little, horn. there's a honky horn on the front, dude. <laughs> like a fucking pinata. Yes, yes, exactly like that. So you, um, where I thought you were from, Scotland. No, nah, I'm from. It's like a weird little town to the southeast of London. It's Chatham, 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 Chatham. I drop the tea, you know, be cool. It's just a shithole little town, you know. It's little uh, uh, dockyard town. The dock closed in the early nineties, late eighties. But I've moved, just moved further north. The southeast kind of sucks, man. It's just a. I have no, I have, I, I, you know what? Like at least in America, like the only thing I know about is from like movies, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so there's like London, and there's all the rest is just only country. It kind of feels like that. But it's, it is weird. Like, you get out of London. London's, like, a really overly... I mean, whatever you see in the movies, it's not. It's super fucking congested. It's dirty. It's it's gross. It's like New York. It's like Manhattan. Less friendly. Like, way less the friendly. Fuck, it's fucking old as fuck. London is... Yeah, bits of London are. There's actually, like, there's loads of really cool things. London's such a built-up city that there's pretty much a city beneath the city. Yeah. There's a... So the River Thames is, like, the most famous river that runs through it. But the old... Riverways, one of them, I can't remember the name of it now, but it got it got to a point where they pretty much just built over the thing. So there's like a whole system of underground rivers that's the old trade system and trade routes, but it's just such a fucking built up place. And it's confusing as fuck. You can't walk around easily. You get lost in two seconds. We don't have blocks, so it's just... So it's just fucking... Man, streets don't make any fucking sense. Like there's no rhyme or reason because it's just like from that central bit just built up and built up and built up. Same with Edinburgh. You you can't, it's hard to drive, hard to walk. You need well, it's Google old. Maps. It's old. Yeah, just we have one town that's built on the block system and it's called Milton Keynes. 
It's tight. It fucking sucks. It's like not no. just blocks, but it's roundabouts too. <laughs> so it's just this endless fucking system. It's the worst place. No one fucking likes Milton Keynes. And everyone says they do. They're a fucking liar. So, so how, how far is like, because it, it is like the United Kingdom or is it, or, or is it, is it called Great Britain or like Scotland is its own, its own country, right? It is. Yeah. It's, I, I really know it's, I know the whole thing's like referred to as the UK, but yeah, you know, Wales, Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland and Scotland are all definitely their own countries. You know, you have, you have a border when you cross over into it, but because of the uh, freedom of movement, there's no border crossing or immigration. You don't need a visa. You can just freely travel. You just go. You can just go. You can walk it if you wanted to. No one's going to stop you. Yeah, it's like going in the, like here, it'd be like going from state to state almost. Exactly, yeah. It's the same deal. You know, you, you'll see a, a border for it maybe. I mean, when we drove up from Texas, we didn't even see a border for here in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, it's just Oklahoma. a sign. Sign. Didn't even see that. Oh yeah, there's a sign welcome to Oklahoma. We just yeah. took a weird fucking route that we didn't even know we were in Oklahoma until I checked on maps and it was, oh, shit, we're here. It just looks so, the same. It kind of did, yeah. From like North Texas up, it was yeah. just like, I have no idea. I have like maybe 30 photos of what feels like the same stretch of fucking road. It just never stops. And it's, but it's kind of like that in England. You know, you drive up from London to Edinburgh, if you're like avoiding the major cities and towns, it's just fields, fields just and fields. woodland. Is it really green though? It's really green, yeah. That's the one kind of plus side to yeah, it. Yeah, because out here it'll be like a whole bunch of fucking flat ass grass and then some like, and then like a clump oh. of trees. It's better. It's kind of nicer than that. It's not quite as flat. Like there's bits that are, but most of it's like that kind of classic rolling countryside. You know, you just see there's a lot of fields and woods, but it's still a little bit nicer than just nothing. So is it over there? I mean, does most do it? You know, the population of London is fucking insanely yeah more than any. It's uh, so I think I think London's got more people in it than Texas has as the whole state. Holy fuck. I'm pretty sure they do. It's like like twice Texas state. It's Jesus. it's ridiculous. But it is that's one of the biggest problems of it that it's so congested. Cost of living there is through the fucking roof. Uh, they actually have a a set wage, it's the London living wage, because it's so expensive to live there. So minimum wage isn't really a thing there. You have to have the minimum living wage just to work and live in London. I lived yeah. there for about a year. Yeah, I was going to say, how, do you, you only live there for a little bit? Yeah, I couldn't fucking hack it, man. It's it's just not friendly, you know. It's If you go up north, people will say good morning to you. They'll talk to you. London, you could die on the street and they take a step over you. They're just not... Fucking whatever. Not into it. And then how'd you get end up in Scotland? Just slowly moving further north. I ended up in... I went from London... Well, I was southeast of London. Then I moved to Newcastle or Sunderland, which is next to Newcastle. And I moved there because... The studio had a good reputation, got offered a job, moved up there, fucking hated it. Sunderland's like a, just a real shitty little town, you know, it's quiet and nothing there. Uh, It's actually my ex-partner's the reason I moved to Scotland. She was from a place called Kirkcaldy in Fife. We ended up moving up there and not long after we split after I moved. I worked in Semper because I'd worked with Tom previously at Triple Six. Yeah. Figured I'd go work with someone that I'm, you know, one of my closest friends, man. Missed working with him. Went to Edinburgh and never looked back. It's fucking great. I'm there for life. I'm not moving again. You're like, you're fucking set. I'm done. Like, (laughs) I'm over moving. I'm over packing bags and boxes and fucking renting places. It's just it now. It's like a little bit of fucking sick of it, but it's also a great city. Somewhere worth staying. You know, it's just beautiful place. Easy place to live. I like, uh, 
when I moved to Oklahoma, I felt like that. I was like, I'm gonna fucking stay here. Yeah. You know, because I was from cities that were yeah. fucking congested. And like, and then you start getting, now when I go back and visit, you know, they're like, yeah. oh, you haven't heard about the 11 a.m. rush hour, the 12 p.m. I was like, what the fuck? Why, you, is, that why, why is this a thing? Where are you? Where? Why? Why would you want to live in that? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Well, you know, you don't. a lot of people are, I'll hear people that are like, I'm gonna move to LA. And I'm like, fucking why? I didn't want to go to LA. And yeah, I don't know. No, LA's a trash can. You know. <laughs> it's like fond memories, right? Yeah, just fucking like why? Was it California Sunshine Larry? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that that's San Diego. That's oh, okay. still I mean, it's it's better. Weather's nicer <laughs> and the people I mean, people are about the same, I think. But I don't know, those big cities where everybody's trying to fucking get one over on everybody else. Yeah. Everybody's fucking working six jobs and six, race, seven five. days a week. Just, I can't handle the rat race. I mean, here we have three days off a week in a row and fucking... Fucking nice. Yeah. You can park your car, you chill. <laughs> That's the, we've noticed the traffic, like just getting to and from the city. I mean, like I was saying, the first day, I thought the sat-nav was bullshitting us when it was saying the hotel was like 10 minutes away and we're on the like city limits. Fucking yeah, like, no minutes. way. No, yeah. Be there in like eight minutes. It was just that. Holy yeah, shit. There's yeah. no cars here. There's no there's no, no one here. It's fucking calm. Yeah. I'd like to say Edinburgh's the same, but it's fucking busy. Like it's such a tourist trap, you know. It's like it's into the millions of visitors a year and most of the city's income comes from tourism. Have you ever heard of the Fringe Festival? Huh. It's like the I think it's the world's biggest performing arts and comedy festival. But the whole city, like every pub, every restaurant, every bar becomes a venue for this festival. Population of a city, like, I think it's nearly 10 times what it normally is. Holy shit. And it's unbearable. Like, it's, you can't get reservations where you want to eat. You can't go to your favorite bars. You can't walk. It's great for the city because it brings all this fucking so money when, in. But when you're working. It's brutal. Like, you can't do anything. We actually, we timed this trip super bad so that the festival's a month long, starts in August. It's a month? It's a month. A month of that shit? Yep. Month of comedy. And it's it's worth going to some of the shows, but man, it fucking sucks when you live there. We should have left for this trip at the beginning of August. So what we actually did is leave at the end of August. So we had to stay in the city for the whole fucking festival, hating it. And then we left the day after we finished. Just bad timing. But it's rough, you know, it's the only time of the year where it is rough. So how how is it? I mean, is the airport just hell super congested or it's it's weird with the airport? Like coming if you're leaving Edinburgh, it's no problems because people are there for the month to stay there, or they get the train or they drive. You know, it's so easy to get around the UK. Flying, we have a really weird attitude to travel anyway. Like we we would treat a four hour drive as like the world's worst thing. Like Lord of the fucking Rings, too long, <laughs> four hour drive. It takes six but, movies to get yeah, there. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like hundred days to get there. That's how we. That's how we treat it. Like it's this big fucking thing. But when you fly, I mean, you can fly from London to Edinburgh in forty minutes. Oh, it's, so just that, just that quick. Yeah, one end of the country to the other. No yeah, because we're going, um, we're going to London, and then we're going to Amsterdam. We're gonna yep. go see Amsterdam. Amsterdam's fun. And then everyone was saying that Amsterdam, you could like get around easier or yes. it's like smaller. It's small. It's like, it's a small picturesque kind of city, I guess. It's, I say it's a city. I think it's more of a big town. Okay. But it's still a really fucking cool place. You have all the amazing art museums there, but it is a party town. So if you, if you go, um, 
They just know. They just see a but five fucking assholes walking around. And they much, they're yeah. over it already. They're uh, they don't like they're not on you in a second, but you definitely have an eye kept on you. You know the English don't have a good reputation for being drunk anywhere other than England. Not even in their own country. You know we're not good drunks abroad. <laughs> it's just, inter- just internationally yeah. known. Generally hated across Europe because we just go out, get do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, just act like fucking dick. Yeah, they yeah. just fucking run around. Yeah, it's you see them in big groups. Just it gets to a point where bars just won't let you in if you're in a group bigger than five or six. It was just, just fuck be a fucking straight no. But even in the UK, like we have like rug- you know rugby tournaments, football tournaments, stuff like that. It's when that comes on, the pubs get to this point where it's like they're full, they're at capacity. They're not. They just don't want you in there. There are capacity of people they want in there. Yeah. And you aren't them. Nah. So and depending I, on where you, well, it depends where you are too. Like me and, me and Michelle actually had it in a a bar in the grass market in Edinburgh, which we had only just opened. We went in a few times. It was a nice bar. Just wanted to go in for a drink. We got turned away because it was rugby. Told it was at capacity. Immediately behind us is a group of fucking girls. Like they just get let in. Like five or six of them and us two got kicked out. So you, you didn't have what it takes. I think so, yeah. And I think they get a bit like instantly assume that we're going to cause fucking trouble or, you know. I mean, obviously Michelle looks like she's going to cause trouble. Oh. I don't. <laughs> not no, no. Yeah, it's definitely not me. She's, man, she, she can be scary. I was like, I don't know, dude. Elliot looks like an upstanding citizen, dude, but I'm not sure about... Of course I do. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, no one can see me saying this, so as far as they know, <laughs> I just... Well, well that sick fucking cunt stole it, dude. <laughs> Everyone loves a skullet. Nothing's disrespectful like a skullet. If Dio can do it, I can fucking do it. So you just said, fuck it. I'm just going to have a skullet. Yeah, well, I started going bald at like 16. Like I held on to it for a real fucking long time. Like 16? Yeah, like proper male pattern hereditary thing. Like, like it- thinning out. You know, I had really fucking long hair. My mum my let me grow it from just little, you know, really fucking long hair. Then it started thinning out, and then the Bill Bailey jokes began, <laughs> which uh, I used to be a little bit sensitive about. I've kind of come to terms with it now, and it's pretty funny. But you know, I was a pretty serious kid, I wanted to be taken serious. You know, <laughs> fucking took my hair off, but uh, just really missed having long hair, and I just well, I don't give a shit. I wear a hat ninety percent of my life anyway, so. So you came to terms with it though, but you used to be really serious. A little bit, kid. man. I was sixteen, man. Like it was, it was hard. You know, it was. 16 and going bald. That fucking Yeah, sucks. that's a fucking rough spot to be. Yeah. He's still like, maybe just before I'd left school. So is that the last like month of... Just fucking trash. On top of the aforementioned name. Oh, yeah. 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 Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, right, it was a right. rough month at school, you know. So, so what is this? So you had, so you, because we were asking like, oh, you know, the, the your Instagram says your middle initial, and tell 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 that story because that's fucking funny. So leaving when I left Triple Six, I had to change my Instagram name, and I really wanted just my name. I fucking hate having my middle like initial in there. It just sounds so up my fucking ass. <laughs> I'm Elliot J Wells. <laughs> you know, like it just it just sounds fucking stupid. So. Trying to check on who's actually got those names. And there's one guy, Elliot Wells, spelt the same fucking way. No posts, no followers, no following. Yeah, I messaged the guy. And he never. It, the worst thing is he never got back to me, but he'd seen the message. And it was just that like, 
Come so on, he man. Knows that he's a he knows. <laughs> And I, well, then I start thinking, is this one of my friends? Is this someone that I've pissed off at a studio who's like, oh, he's leaving. I'm taking his fucking name. Dude, that's yeah, that's, like that's deep-seated shit. It's some paranoia, but... I think people sometimes will do that. They'll fucking... Yeah. They'll be like, oh, this person will want to buy this later. It's fine. No, he's only got one T. Ooh. I'm going to sort it. See, I ended up getting Instagram. I want I, I messaged him. <laughs> I hunted him down on Facebook. So you need to find one that's... Uh, two L's and two T's. Well, yeah, sorry. that's the thing. Did you did you offer money or anything? Oh or no, did you just asked. I him? just asked him nicely. Yeah. You know, he had nothing on there, and you know, I assume he's got no life because he's got nothing on there. And you know, if people don't have a fucking Instagram. What life do they have? Yeah, <laughs> dude, he's not real life, dude. He's not and didn't give a shit. Yeah. Or you can go back, dude. You could be Elliot. You could, you could be Elliot Boner, right, dude. I could go back to it. I could go back to it. You see what I mean? He's got 11 followers, no default picture, no post. Dude, sit him up. Fucking guy. Just want to take that J out, you know? Just What's the J stands for John, but it's oh. spelled J O N without the H, so it's different. You know, it's quirky. So you just don't get, you don't get any like keychains with your name on them? Because it doesn't say J O H N? Yeah, I guess I, I've never really looked into it, but I guess I couldn't. So uh, yeah, thanks for ruining my middle name even more. <laughs> It's hard enough finding it with two L's and two T's. You know, it's, people get confused, especially when you talk about an email. Like, my old email was Elliot Wells Tattoo, and there's a lot of double letters for people in there. Right. I don't even know how many emails would have gone through to like, you know, one L or one T or people spelling tattooing wrong. I ended up changing it to E Wells Tattooing because that's less double fucking letters for people to deal with. And I still don't get all the emails I should be getting. People are fucking stupid. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta write it down. I had, uh, I use Yahoo or I have a Yahoo, mm. right? And uh, it's like on my PayPal, but a lot of times people just read it and they type Gmail, right? Yep. Like, I don't have that Gmail. Oh, is it like Ymail? Yeah. I've got the same. I have my, yeah. my, like... So I'll say, okay, yeah, this, but it's like, my wife's had this email since she was like high school, so it's Yahoo, right? So people send it to Gmail and I was like, man, somebody who has this Gmail account was like, I'm fucking rich. Like, yeah. I'm just getting all kinds of extra shit. He's probably got emails about it and I was like, I should probably try and get that sometime. But... Mm. I know, I know it's fucking dumping out of there. I know that. that it people... kills me, man. It got to a point where on my phone, when I was replying to emails, especially when it came to like the PayPal thing, the deposits, you know, your phone gets to this point where you've typed a sentence so many times that it just predicts it as you go. So mine would always be like open bracket. That's Elliot spelled double L, double T, tattooing spelled with a double T and a double O. And it would just automatically do it every time. I ended up just copying and pasting the thing into my notes on my phone so I could just copy and paste it straight into the email so many times. But now is it working? Is it better? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Has it helped at all? No. no. So what happened what, hap- what happened with the boner last name? So my mum remarried my stepdad like years and years ago. And his surname's Bonner, which is spelled Boner and <laughs> pronounced Boner in various different... Uh, yeah, just dialects, whatever. And obviously, Elliot being the easy target for Smelliot, Smelly, anything like that. I mean, even Wells smells. So you've either got Smelliot smells. But when I was Elliot Bonner. That's an Instagram name. Yeah. Dude, you should, you should, should embrace it, dude. You should just embrace it. I never thought of it. Yeah, Smelliot smells has got a ring to it. I'm not going with Smelly Boner because I don't think that's the kind of attention I want on there. But I don't know. We know a guy named Pisser Mash. Pisser Smasher. 
Smash up. What a guy. Yeah. And he does good. People fucking... Everyone oh, he tried to change. He was asking us for advice about changing his Instagram and... It didn't work. People were like, we want piss or smash your back. Keep it. Fucking keep it. Yeah. I was like, you, you sunk it in there, dude. Dude, it's too deep. It's too deep. deep. Smelly as smells it is. That'll be changing. So, yeah. Smelly a boner. Smelly boner. For a good few years. And you were fucking not tight with it. I was not cool with it to begin with. <laughs> you know, I was... Because I think it was like when I got into secondary school, you know, you're like maybe 11 or 12. And yeah, you're 11 or 12 year old. Anything can upset you. Right. And you're like, you know, you fucking miss a cartoon and you're heartbroken. So when a whole fucking school of older kids starts calling you smelly boner, it's just that, oh, oh what do I do? <laughs> I don't know how to fuck. I haven't got the emotional capacity to handle this. You fucking, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> So I, I didn't, I, I did all right, you know, I didn't have a rough time at school or anything. It was just that fucking nickname and it stuck for a long time, you know, fucking day one to the last day. And then coupled with losing my hair at 16, that was the, that was the thing. That was that, that one month was fucking rough. Never went back. And then when did you start tattooing? I started tattooing kind of from home and like. Just on myself, my bedroom from about pretty 16 and a half onwards. Like, so about the time when fucking smelly boners started taking hold, dude, you're like, I'm fucking doing, yeah, out. I'll fucking show them. <laughs> smelly boner, fucking right. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm gonna do something worth it. And it didn't really pan out too well. So, uh, it didn't, it didn't work. It was hard for a while. No, it was just a lot of bad tattooing. I'd like to say just for those two years, but even like five years after I started, it was just bad tattooing. Where, where did you first get in a shot? First shop was called Ministry of Ink. It was a guy called, uh, stupidly enough, and no, no one ever believes me, he's called Adrian Finnegan. Genuinely his name. He's got the whole Adrian Finnegan hairs on his chinnigan. I don't know if you ever heard that. <laughs> oh, it's like maybe it's an English thing. It's like an English, you know, like... He's like, you guys believe this, but never heard that. Okay, yeah. That's awesome, though. Yeah, that's so, uh, awesome. It's like the whole uh, Peter Piper kind of, you know, it's like a tongue twister thing. But he was called Adrian Finnegan. He was a... He was this ex-military with a load of HA connections and stuff. Like, it was a rough little shop, but it was a fun shop. You know, it was... Where was that at? That was in a really shitty little town called Herne Bay. It's like right down on the southeast coast of England, kind of near Dover. You could probably see France on a good day from where this place is. Okay. Like okay. just opposite the channel, you know. It was a... It was an experience. You know, he, t- he taught me a lot of practical stuff, like needle, like needle making, machine building, that kind of stuff. We did our own... Did try to mix our own pigments, but he wasn't too like clued in with the whole thing. So I never really got like a full comprehensive kind of course with the whole thing, you know, but enough to get by enough to have started tuning my machines and kind of mucking around with them gave, a bit. Gave you a little setup. How to do it. Yeah. Foot in the door, you know, like outside of the bedroom capacity, you know, and I was 18 when I got that apprenticeship. I've been getting tattooed by him for about two years at that point. Just hassled the fuck out the guy, kept hassling him, kept turning up, did that whole, like, I know it's really cheesy, but the, Turn up, start doing jobs, get told to fuck off, but still turn up the next day, do little jobs. Yes. And just keep turning up until you have a job. Right. Yeah, that was until it. they realize one day when you're not there, they're like, where the fuck are you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think it was him. With him, it was more the realization that he had less work to do because I could do it. And he really kind of clocked in on that whole like, oh, I don't have to get my own coffee anymore. I don't have to mop. I don't even have to fucking draw. This is so, phenomenal. Yeah, give it a year. I don't even have to tattoo. This is fucking great. Dude, so he had it locked in. 
Yeah, he was he was the kind of guy where not a penny was turned down out of that studio. So we were all doing body piercings because he was not letting that go. <laughs> that, that twenty pounds. He's like, well, we're just gonna throw money in the trash now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The way he saw it, and you know, piercings not he or he saw his piercings not fucking hard. So you know, if you could put a needle through an ear. They make money from it. We're going to get all the gear. I don't think you even had the right stuff. You know, we didn't have like clamps or anything. It was just the Fuck cannula needles. Yeah, probably some fake silver fucking rings that turned people's ears green and all that shit. But people, people were fucking pumped. People loved it. It was like the only piercer in the fucking town, but we weren't piercers. We're just you two stab, fucking idiots. You stab them, dude. Yeah, pretty much. We had a piercer there for a bit. I think when I started tattooing a bit more and didn't have time to... It was busy. It was a busy shop. You know, it was a good walking shop. We got a piercer in. He was a, uh, he was something. He was, all, I want to say he was a failed tattooist. I get a feeling he was anyway. Like he would always sit around and draw, but it was always really fucking bad. Then he would moan about <laughs> all of us and yeah. then you know, do like two piercings. <laughs> and uh, he just had that kind of bit of streak to him. You know, it was. Just... I, I, all the, I didn't know an only piercer existed. I thought it was weird. And then it was always just a, Old biker dudes be like, "Oh, Pierce, you have to stop tattooing." Yeah. He get pissed off, and then he's all fucking to stab him. Yeah, and he's like, "Dad, put fucking salt water on it. Fuck off, right?" Yeah. And so we're like, "All right, that's piercing." And then we met a guy who was like, "Yeah, I'm a piercer." And we were like, "Are you? Yeah, are you really? Oh, <laughs> only that? Yeah, just that? Just sure? that?" And then he was like, "Yeah, I came from his piercing studio." And we're like, "They have fucking piercing studios that are just." Only piercing, and he's like, "Fucking thing, yeah." And then he's then he started showing us like BME zine. Oh he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like insane like shit. The first time you ever saw Paulie Unstoppable on that fucking thing. Yeah, dude. He was shit. like, "Yeah, it's fucking. You can cut your dick off. You can do this. You tattoo your whole body black." And I was like, dude. "Fucking stretch your septum so you can see your brain." Yeah, cool. fucking. Yeah, that dude was that that you know that was eye opening. And then as, yeah. as time went on, you know, obviously I realized there's more piercers, but yeah, in the beginning, I thought, um, it was always the dudes. Who owned the shop? They're like, all right, we're going to teach my wife to pierce. Yeah. There it is. And that's like the thing. That's the all, that's the, I don't know if that's international, but that was. I think so. Yeah. I mean, even like you had a receptionist that wasn't really doing a lot. Boom, they're a piercer. Now they're a piercer. Yep. Yeah. But we did the opposite. You're like, yeah, we're going to hire you as a piercer and a counter guy. And they're like, yeah. uh, okay. You know, and then it would be like, they would do like three piercings a week and they'd yeah. be fucking pissed. Or you'd have like a, it was like a time slot with us. It was like piercings available between, you know, 12 and two these days a week. Because the rest of the time, that guy was our shop monkey. We couldn't afford to have him not getting our lunch and coffees. Yeah, his well, job, you know? I've been, I've sat in shops too where the piercer will make, you know, he'll do like one or two piercings a week or something. You know, yeah. I was like, how the fuck is this a job? Like, this can't. It's fucking weird, man. We, we I've only ever worked with like one one piercer that was just a piercer and like the whole high end piercing thing. Man, the fucking money he pumped into it with the jewelry, you know, he would show you like these these catalogues of I don't know, I can't remember the fucking name of them, like industrial strength stuff and all that. But it was like people don't want a 90 pound Diamante fucking lip ring. They just want a lip ring. I'm not surprised you're only doing two a week. Because no one's got that fucking money. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some places where people come in and fuck ball the fuck out, dude. Like it's a jewelry store. But then it's I've also all before that, like they, we we hired a piercer who used to have a piercing shop. We're like, oh, it's your piercing shop, and he's like, oh, is it the swap meet? And he just would fucking go online, buy whatever jewelry, dude. You'd be like the <laughs> acrylic pink 
Oh, fucking, yeah. The yeah. stretches, the fucking stretching cones and all yeah. that shit. Wildcat, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But oh, we, we got Wildcat as the piercing supplier. It's that, like, just super fucking gross PVC stretching fucking spirals and just the worst, you know, like the tackiest of the tacky. Oh, yeah. I got my ears pierced. And there was the piercer talking to me. He's like, you should pierce yours. You could stretch them. And I was like, all right. You know, and he pierced one ear and I was like, what the fuck? This hurts so much. Right. <laughs> and he's like, we got to pierce the other one. And I was like, this is fucking trash. Right. And then it hurt for a hundred days. Yep. And then it took forever to heal. And then it smelled like an asshole yeah. all the time. So I never got that. Everyone else I know, like Josh and Nick, dude, just old stretched ears, old fucking uh, bunch of piercings. Mine stitched up, Neil. I had my fucking, I split one of mine when I was like 18, just pushed it too far in it. Didn't you, you want to got this. Yeah, yeah I got my, I had a 5.8 inch uh, labrette. I had it fucking stitched up. Yeah. It was, it was, it was it like uh, done by, you know how piercers are now doing the reconstructive stuff? Was it done by a piercer? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah, that's why, that's the last time we went to Austin and stayed in Driscoll. We were there for three nights. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I got it sewn up there by a guy named Pineapple. Um, I want to stay. The craziest thing is after we after I got it done, he was like, "All right, the once the once the numbing because he injected oh, like okay, yeah, yeah. or whatever, and then it was also like a it also it kind of hindered the bleeding. Yeah, it was like a capillary constrictor too. That wore off right as the right about the time we got into our fucking solid white hotel room. Nice and. So I'm like, oh, and my mouth is just filling up. And I'm like, oh. I just went in the bathroom and bled over white porcelain for like 45 minutes until it stopped. But it just like sw- it swelled up and it and it just like basically let off everything that it was gonna like real quick. But it, I was like laying uh, at first. I was like laying in our bed. You know, the, the place is like everything's white, like the bed. At the, you know, everything's all nice, and I'm like. oh god it sucks so bad it hurts so bad all the fucking hotels as well yeah that's that's a nice hotel yeah i didn't want to touch the walls of the door something a night or something like that you're just in there fucking bleeding all over it like yeah you guys throw out your your hotel situation is it still going uh they're still exactly the fucking same so Michelle was in there for most of the afternoon with the Do Not Disturb sign on, just having a nap and stuff. We figured that she'd go out, meet us, and someone would go in. And Not that we've, like, trashed the room or needed fucking tidied or anything. You didn't bleed all over it? Didn't bleed all over it. Cool. Did get a lot of food and, like, you know, crumbs and stuff everywhere. I ended up buying, like, a pack of these grab-and-go powdered donuts, powdered yes. sugar donuts. They're fucking amazing. But yes. I have got sugar everywhere. Right, you're all... Well, and especially after, yeah. Well, especially after last night, I believe in that Olive Garden chocolate in my fucking pocket. There's like chocolate finger marks all over the, uh, the the key on the fucking table. Like it was all over my lighter and cigarettes and the cash in my pocket. It's just everywhere. So it looks like I've just shit myself on the table. You know? Yeah, this dude just walked in, shit in your hand, threw it in the air, dude. And you were like, yeah, fucking dirty protest. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. You just drag your hand down the wall. It would have been our <laughs> well, I'm super hoping they clean it up today and they wonder about it because they went in yesterday to leave us a bottle of water, two chocolates, and didn't do anything else. Just like, threw it on the floor. They're all just... Yeah. It's a terrible hotel. It's a really nice room. but And again, I, I, it sounds so fucking up my ass, but you know, we, we like traveling now and staying in nice places. 
Right. But you just do your fucking job. Like we do our job every day. Why can't you do yours? And then want a tip for not doing your job. Get out. I don't know. I don't know. Some some trips I'll go on and every fucking place I go is trash. And I'm not like I am the most lenient dude about yeah. um like a restaurant or a hotel. Like sure. I'm the most understanding. But we like we went to a hotel in Oregon. Yeah. And I was like, they need to burn this place to the fucking ground. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, is that the one you stayed in? Yeah, yeah. No, not, not for Springfield. We stayed in oh, Portland. Oh. This one, dude. And, and we stayed there, and I was like, they need to fucking eradicate this building. Because it's <laughs> fuck, nothing is good about it. It's fucking 100% needs to burn down. Every person that worked there, like, for sure smokes meth. And I, and I, and I don't mean like, oh, you look at meth head. Like, I was like, Pretty sure you all yeah. just you are 100% of the head. staff. Yeah, 100% of the staff, you know, which isn't that bad, dude. You could hear them like, you just hear like weird shit, dude. It sounds like a, like a person-sized mouse all the time. And I don't know how to explain that, dude. But you're in a room. This is out here is outdoors. There's no other room that can join you, dude. And you hear like... And then you see somebody like... I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, man, at least it's not a... Modern Art Museum Hotel. So, is that a thing? It, this is what this place is. So this what is it called? Is it right now? Yeah, yeah. It's the 20 uh, something C Museum Hotel. It's got a lot of modern art installations and the weirdest fucking one. I'm, I'm a bit of a... I'm really easy to make jump. Like, I'm a jumpy person. You sneak up on me. If I see something out the corner of my eye, I'm out my skin. They have this... These... This is sounds so fucking weird. Like, four and a half to five foot purple penguins that are just around the hotel and they move them every day and every day they're in a slightly different bit but the hotel is clearly like a like okay. fucking old warehouse you know yeah so you walk out of the room and there'll be like these two fucking huge purple penguins right next to you <laughs> which is you know once you notice them you know what they are it makes you jump a bit but the ones it's like the end of the hallway where it's dark and there's no lights and there's just this silhouette down yeah, the end son of a bitch <laughs> and it's a fucking penguin which is worse when you don't know that they fucking move them so you're expecting them just around the corner, dude, a penguin. Yeah. But you don't expect it. You know, you don't know they do that. So you come out of the room with they're like, I swear to fucking God, that wasn't there yesterday. And then you're like, is it fucking haunted? Are these like, what is this fucking place? I, I used to stay at a bed and breakfast here. They had a girl that worked there. She had kind of a crazy eye, you know? Yep. She's, and she was nice enough, dude. But everywhere you went, she just happened to be there too. But it was like three stories, bro. So you'd be like, run upstairs and she's all, oh, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> right? you anything? So you go outside the back and she's all, oh, what's up? And I'm like, dude, what? what the fuck? How did you get down here? Do you go down there? It's dead quiet, dude. And then she's just staring at you and you're like, God damn it, man. And she just did it the whole time without cope. fail. I could not fucking go. I think I, what I think I found out is there's like, Obviously, like a, a, a separate, like infrastructure stair set. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if she saw me leave you and then she was all. <laughs> like, then, I don't know what's fucking weirder though. If it's like something fucking supernatural or she's doing it on purpose to weird you out. Like there's just something weird Dude, about it. She was, way. Nice, she was nice enough, but she was everywhere you were. And there was more people. It wasn't just me. So I was like, Do, <laughs> are other people having this experience? Or is it just me? Because it took a minute. You had to walk upstairs. It's like an old house, you know? Yeah. And she would just be there anyway. Fuck that. I, uh, I'll take the penguins over that. Actually, I'd rather not have any of it. I'm over, I'm over the hotel. Really over it. So what do you, do you, are, are you, uh, are you, are you a fan of the other modern art there? Not really, no. It's all a bit, 
I don't know. I don't really like modern art anyway. It's just it seems a bit up its ass, and a lot of not a lot of work for a hell of a lot of unnecessary praise and money. Yeah, and some of the stuff in there. I mean, it's like great. You, you know, printed a stencil of Obama and put it on a fucking put it in a frame and hung it. Cool. Anyone can do that with a printer. Have, or a you, ever, have you ever been to like a major major museum and they have and they have that and then you? I've only ever been to one, and it was in London. It was the Tate's Modern. And it's, it's fucking pointless. Like you go in there and there's a whole wall that's one big canvas just painted blue. And I think it's just called blue. It represents the sadness of all the humans on the entire Christ, earth. It represents fucking yeah. laziness. Like that thing, <laughs> that's that thing sold for millions. Like if you've got a paint roller and some time, pretty sure anyone can do that. You know? Uh, that's how, I think that's how anybody who, I, I guess at a professional level, you do something, yeah. you judge like, could I do that? And you're like, yeah. I want I want all the way to the goddamn Smithsonian and they had a fucking uh they had like oh we had this exhibit. I was like, oh this would be tight. And I go in there and it looked like if you go to a yard sale and you just pick seven random things, but yep. it was like a tin can with the with the chair and then it had like a pair of shorts filled with fucking sawdust and it was sitting there and it was all do 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 and I was like, come the fuck on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, can you buy this? Like, what are you? Like, what are you? Well, it's just what the Tate Modern was like. You know, there was one piece in there that I thought was super fucking cool from a distance. I thought it was a great painting and it was just called Ripping Canvas. And you're getting close to it and it's just a canvas someone's taken a knife to. That's it. Like, anyone can fucking do that. It wasn't a painting, just a tool. Was it a six skin rip, Elliot? It wasn't even a six skin rip. It, it had nothing... Nothing sick, just, rad, or anything about it. It was split. a clean cut. It was just a clean cut in the canvas, and the canvas was like that fucking big. Oh my god! And that was there. That was there uh, next to like a, a weird pile of bricks that have been arranged in a way that I don't know means something, I guess, to someone. But you know, when they moved it in, they had to take it brick by brick and build it back up exactly how the artist did it. I mean, just like took it from the fucking building site. I feel like I always think I was like, dude. I think I fucking troll people, but I feel like if I could break into the modern art world, I could really escalate my trolling levels, dude. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of shit like that, and I was like, or the video ones. I've seen the video ones. Yeah. And I saw one where it's just a mouth, and it's just going like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, just fucking throw that away. (laughs) I fucking put something else up. And I even try, I'm like, I don't. You know, and I, I tattoo some people yeah. that that's, they're like, yeah, modern art. But then when you ask them, they're like, yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, tight. Okay. So, fair it's enough. Kind of like, it's, it's weird as still that they recognize that it's a load of shit. Yeah. But it's all the people in the middle that just don't. I, I, watching someone get like that far away from a giant blue canvas and pretend like they're really taking in something from it. Hmm. Yeah. I get it. You yeah, fucking get it. Lying to yourself. Especially if you go there on your own. Who are you trying to impress? You know it's shit. I know it's shit. The whole museum knows it's shit. So I, don't know. Like I don't know. Because I want the Smithsonian, the, before you yeah. got to this, fucking stack of tin cans, fucking monument. Before that was the portraits of the presidents of the United States, right? And you got there and you're like, this is the original George yeah. Washington. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is the one they made the fucking, the dollar bill out of. This is yeah. insane. Next thing it was like, enjoy this pile of fucking trash. You're like, this. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, there's 55 more of these. And I was like, in a row? And they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I've seen Ed, Ed Hardy's done some cool shit, yeah. but it's always, 
cool shit. Like yeah. he set up a small tattoo shop and museum and it had like a dummy bar and had a cool fucking panther. And I was like, yeah, this is tight. But I've never seen anybody put like a pile of old newspaper towels and been like, yes. You ever heard of Tracy Emin at all? Huh. She's quite big in the UK, like in the modern art thing, but one of her most famous pieces was an unmade bed. And it was just her bed. Oh, I think I've seen no. the bed. No, but it's got like it's got like if you get close to it, it's fucking gross. There's like what appears to be used condoms down by the side of it. There's like fucking tissues with uh, pretty questionable fucking substances on them. It's fucking gross. Like, I mean, I've had flats that are dirty than that, and I never made money out of it. It's fucking gross. But there was unmade bed, and then she also had another exhibition that was a tent, and inside the tent was the names of all the people she'd slept with since like 1982 just in Sharpie on the inside of a tent and the whole fucking UK at that. Yeah. We like you. You're a mad slut. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking gross, unwashed slut. Uh, awesome. Fuck. Fucking awful. Modern art's not for me. I don't know if you could pick up on that from this, this conversation, but it ain't for me. I don't think it's for any of us, man. Yeah, I don't know. You still got any of that chocolate-covered money, dude? That shit <laughs> You know what? I'm really concerned. I was saying around it, I was concerned, but the chocolate came straight off the money with no grease marks or stains. I don't know if that's something about the money or the chocolate, but I don't want to know. Like, I'm Listen, glad dude, I didn't eat it. The chocolates are top-notch, Elliot. All right? They're called Andy's Mints, dude. They're very exotic to hear. They're chocolate, yeah. and then they have a layer of mint chocolate. Yeah, yeah, like, a, bit, like a mint creme cream kind of thing in the middle. You know, there's no cream in those ones. Oh, it's just too... Yeah. I, I felt more, as soon as you told me that, I was analyzing. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess it looked like you pooped on some money, you know? And then the money yeah, came yeah. off. And I was like, but you wasted the chocolate. Like, you got fucked on that end. I was more, I was a lot more concerned about that. Do you? <laughs> I was disappointed in myself. I wanted to eat that chocolate. I just forgot about it. You know, it was in the pocket. Forget how fucking warm it is out here. If I did that at home, it'd be frozen. Yeah, the first day you showed up, you sweat bullets, dude. Fuck you, I still am, man. <laughs> I was walking from the, again, same fucking Starbucks this morning and I was still... Kind of out of breath? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> anywhere, man. Smoking. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I'm out of breath anywhere. I, the worst thing is my apartment's up like four stories. Every day I have this, it, like, this fucking struggle of getting to the top with the... <gasps> How did you move your shit in? Oh, I paid someone else to do it. There's no fucking way oh, You had to move that. it up four stories? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm doing it, man. No elevator? No. Nah. Oh, it's the fucking buildings, man. They're so old that you haven't got, like, the infrastructure for a lift in there. Some do, but mine, no. Nah. You were saying there's a castle in the middle of the city? Yeah, it's Edinburgh Castle. Like, it's a, a volcanic outcrop or rock. I think it's like an extinct volcano and the castle's built on top. And how old is the castle? I think the first settlement's, like, over a thousand years, but the castle itself, like the original bits, I think are coming up like maybe eight, nine hundred, something like that. But Damn. castles in the UK and across Europe, they're a bit of a lie with the stone castles when you hear about ages. It's, it's more about the settlement than it is the castle. So before uh, stone castles were a thing, it was the Motton Bailey, which is like a, it's a wooden keep or a wooden castle because no one knew how to build out stone at that point or it was too expensive to do. So you'd effectively just have a wooden shack built on a hill that was then it's like a kind of major perimeter wall and a town inside it. And then once those started to fall apart, then they started building out of stone. I think it was uh, Alexander, the, Alexander the Great, maybe. I think he was the first to build stone castles in Europe. But they're fucking cool, though. I mean, Edinburgh Castle is still pretty fucking old. And you can go, like, you can go in it? You can go in it, yeah. 
Edinburgh Castle, I think, is still being used as a military barracks at this point, but you can go in there. I don't think anyone like lives in there other than military, but there's tools in there. It's it's really fucking expensive, but it's worth just going to go see it. Go see that. But if you want to see cooler stuff, I mean, Edinburgh Castle is cool and everything. Scotland has so many castles and towers and ruins that are just for free because they're ruins and just go see them. There's one in particular. It's uh, over in the old capital of Scotland, Dunfermline. I was talking about it last night a little bit that Robert the Bruce's body is buried there. Yeah. But it's this, it's a monastery or an ex-monastery, cathedral, castle and palace, but it's just fucking ruins. You can go down to like the old cold storage cellars that are down there and they're like you know, six, seven hundred years old. It's super fucking cool. I used to think, I'm like, I don't know. I realized the other day we, that that play Hamilton. So we yeah. went, so so we went saw it and I was like, man, this is fucking great. And then I realized that America is not fucking old at all. I was like, dude, we're like barely out of the air where people remember that shit. They were like, yeah, yeah. we made it. You know, he's like, oh, that's crazy. Like, what's our oldest thing? He's like, I don't know, Dale made it. Like, he built yeah. it. That's the oldest thing. And then, you're, and then you're like, yeah, that castle's not that old. It's only like several hundred years older than... Do you know what it is, though? I think it's... I like seeing people kind of get... Because I think we take it for granted. And I think we take our, our history, our heritage, really for granted. You know, we don't look at the... No one looks at the castle and thinks, holy fuck, that thing's like a thousand years old. There were people here nearly 2,000 years ago. No one looks at it like that. Everyone just thinks, ah, it's in the way. There's tourists. <laughs> it's a hill. I'm not walking up it. You're like, yeah, yeah. it's a fucking castle. It's yeah, like, but you, you almost desensitize them because you see them fucking everywhere. You know, you take a drive. If you uh, take a train from London up to Edinburgh, it's all along the northeast coast. And all along there, you'll just see ruined churches, chapels, towers, these little fucking towns that are like older than fucking all shit. But you just, you see it every day. So you don't, you don't really think about it. It's kind of sad, really. That's fucking. That's wild. So you, so you just opened up a shop. You, you and Tom Strom opened up a shop. We did the keep into a really fucking cool building. How old is that building? I think that building's maybe just over a hundred, hundred and fifty years old. Jesus. But it's it's a really weird little building. I think it was like a ex. It was an ex rubber factory at one point, and then it started. A company took over it that made Wellington boots. So okay. it's just this old boot factory. Then it became storage for tires. Then it just got kind of left and abandoned. But uh, there's a company in Edinburgh called the Edinburgh Print Company. They do like high quality screen printing. They run courses for you know, students or whoever wants to do them. We've got that. They they took it over. I think they had like a four million pound grant to kind of renovate the building. They did, and they have these like separate galleries and studios inside. And we managed to snag one of the studios. So it's. The only downside is it is completely private. There's no public access whatsoever. But that's just the Edinburgh Print Company's approach to it. You have to have a fob to get in. And we don't even have a doorbell for the studio. We have to get people to ring us on the mobile and let them in for a cafe that's around the side. Like it's a really weird setup, but it's working out. Is it very big or no? I'd say it's probably around the size of this, this room, maybe a little bit bigger. But it's, it's a good space just for two people. Two tattooists and a painter. You know, well, well, you stay. I mean, you stay. You stay pretty busy already by yourself up there, right? Um, do you know what? It's, it's a weird thing. I, I think. I think social media kind of gives the, the impression that I might be, but I'm really not. I maybe you took all my bookings and squeezed them together, maybe a month, two months, and I'm away a lot as well. Like especially this year, we've got like things like the holiday we just took. We're just about to go away and do other shows of conventions. Uh-huh. I can't if I get a cancellation in Edinburgh. 
I can't fucking fill it on the day. I just go home. I don't have any regulars or locals because I moved around so much in the UK. It's not a bad thing, but it's, you know, it's, it's that kind of weird false impression of how busy people are. I always, I always think that I, I always see that stuff, you know, yeah. um, or people ask me, they're like, how, how many months are you booked? And I was like, you know, like fucking Friday, Saturday ish. Here in half hour. Josh is the month booked guy too. He's he's the, he's like, how long are you booked? Like, oh, well, let's do January. The guy's like, I'll fucking be dead then. I don't want to get tattooed by him. <laughs> and I hear about the people like the two year, mm. the year long, two year. Fuck that. I couldn't cope with it. I don't, I've never been, never really been. I think the most I've ever had is like six months and that's bad enough. You can't even plan a fucking weekend off. You know, it just blows. Fucking held hostage. Yeah, you gotta right. plan it ahead of time. Yeah. It's, who knows what they're going to be doing in a, I don't even know what I'm doing in a month. Fucking, I don't know. I might Just want a day off. Do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah, I might want to go for a beer. I don't know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's how Nick does. He doesn't even have a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, and then my, my phone broke and I was like, Nick, this is fucking sick. <laughs> right, and he's all right. What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Let's go, let's go walk around and or let's get coffee. And I was like, damn, it's just like the 90s again. This is tight. Yeah. Just chilling. He's like, "Why does everyone need to know where I'm at?" Who's, you know? yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, never that busy. But are you are you guys ever going to move to like a storefront? Or are you ever going to? Are we, you just to see how it goes? We've talked about it, but we feel like at the moment we haven't worked around a large amount of people for a long time. Like always been in studios with like you know seven, eight, nine people plus. Yeah. Right now, it's really fucking nice not having to deal with anyone else because it's just our studio. That'll be it. We're going to have guests in every now and then, but even then we're not like kind of super fussy on it. The place is so fucking cheap to run. We barely need to be there. You know, it's like I could work three days a fucking month. We could still cover the bills there. So that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And we just, I don't want to be anyone's fucking boss. Like I'm bad enough at being self-employed. I'm really bad at it. Is, is there a lot of tattooers there? In Edinburgh. Yeah. There's quite a few. There's it's actually a pretty good tattoo scene there, but it's the UK scene's really weird. It has you can definitely see trends and you know what's kind of popular in England right now is not it's all kind of black and grey realism or realism in general and like all shitty black work illustrative stuff. But there's a shitload of studios. I don't know if they're any good. There are a couple of good guys there, but yeah, because I was, you know, I see a bunch of people. I'm like, God damn, dude! Everyone in the fucking everyone over there tattoos. Yeah. And then, have you tattooed in other other European countries over there? Uh, a couple. Like I've tattooed in Paris a couple of times for the convention. Uh, where have you been? I don't think I've really done too much really in Europe. I'm not. Never been a. It's right on the doorstep, but you never really feel like I should go over there and do something because it is right. And I think, again, taken for granted. It's so close, but never really bother. Do you Have you ever been to Canada yet? Canada? Yeah. Yeah, I've worked in Montreal a couple of times. And admittedly, I wasn't a big fan of Montreal. So I I, I fucking love Canada. Well, compare, yeah. com, so I'll talk to a lot of people and, you know, and the, and. Because I always think like, I'm like, oh, what is the other country? Like, is it dangerous? Like this, like that, you know? I'm sorry. And then but you're fucking in America, right? So you're like used to that. And then when I went yeah. to Canada, I was like, this is pretty chill. This yeah. Is tight. This is cool. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like any kind of 
immediate danger in Canada. It was, I, I've, I've definitely Googled the hell out of places where we've been staying oh, in the yeah. last few weeks because yeah. it's like, yeah. is Oklahoma safe? I don't know. Like, am I going to get shot? Am I going to get killed? You know, is it like, is it super religious? Is everyone just going to fucking hate me? I'm worried. Everybody, everybody thinks that. The only, the only thing, here's the major things that's the runoff is on Sundays. It's hard to go eat somewhere because everybody from church goes. Right. And that everything fucking closed on Sunday. Like, the fucking, your life is dust on Sunday. So if you have sometimes, to, sometimes Mondays too. Yeah. yeah. It's always, oh. every, any, when Josh and I were opening up this place. Yeah. I swear to God, I feel like there's 45 holidays Every day, yeah, like row. the whole city shut down for like a week before and after Christmas. We're like, What the fuck? Oh, no, couldn't cope with that. Is the licensing hard over there? Nah, nah, in no way. It's it's actually it's, it's kind of shameful just how easy it is to open. Like, there's no no real regulation, no, no nothing. We just went into the council buildings, handed a form in, they kind of read over it, and go, Yeah, sure. Pay us and we'll send you out. That's it. They'll come and check every now and then. Like they have to do a check on the studio to make sure it's all like clean and working the right way. The council's biggest thing over there is most of the buildings are listed and they don't like any permanent changes or structural changes. So they'll come over and make sure you're not doing anything that alters the building. Is it like historical? Like they're trying to keep the story yeah. shit? But like every fucking building is, unless you get onto the outskirts of Edinburgh. It's just an old old city you know everything's we have different grades of listing too so depending on the listing you can't make any changes what do people want from you mostly over like over there wherever you go it's kind of it's it's been a mixed bag recently i think it's there's been a lot of peonies over the last few years a lot of peonies you drew a peony one time dude one time and it just snowballed from there Drawing the shit out of them. The worst thing is, I don't want to fucking hate them. I really like tattooing them and I really love drawing them. But when you're doing them like every fucking day, it gets a little bit bit old. But then you don't want to like not put as much effort into everyone because you're getting sick of them. So then I started dialing back on them and booking them in more kind of sporadically so I didn't have like five in a row or whatever. And then I started just trying to change my what I was drawing, just going for weirder stuff, different stuff. Yeah, because I've been seeing the kind of like the robot. Yeah, chick faces, and I was like, "That shit's fucking fun, man." It's fun, but it's just weird to say. I think it's a very like that style of work. I think is very American specific. No one in the UK wants that. It's really? Like, seriously? They don't care. They don't want it at all. No, you look at like the even like Ed Hardy style Rose Morph stuff. People don't want it. It's not black and grey realism is the big thing. And I say realism as a whole is the big thing there. So if you do something slightly fucking weird and a bit more traditionally based, nothing. Do people like normal traditional over there? Like just normal Yeah, traditional? it's pretty big, thankfully. Like that side to it's big. But then I haven't done anything traditional in fucking years. So I wouldn't even know where to start drawing again with it now. Like never been, it's never been my strongest point. So I don't, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird mixed bag of stuff right now. But when you come over here, everybody loves that shit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, even with this guest spot, with the other guest spots I've done, you know, I've posted up that I'm doing it and it's been booked out within a fucking day and it's all fun stuff, cool stuff, the odd flower thrown in. It's been really easy. Back at home, like I said, I can't even feel a cancellation if I have like a cancellation for next week. I, I won't feel that. It won't happen. Do you do you paint a lot? Because I see you post a lot of drawings. I see you always <sighs> post a shit ton of like outlines and drawings. Do you paint a lot? I am terrible at painting. <laughs> fucking terrible. Just never, like, 
I have no fucking clue where to start. Did you just try to do it for a while? It was fucking not working out, so you just quit fucking around with it? Pretty much, yeah. Like, I tried. I failed. I tried again. Failed again. I have, I have a bunch of unfinished paintings that are all really fucking bad. But I don't enjoy it because, like, I think it's like a frustration thing, you know. It doesn't go how I want it to fucking look. I'm too impatient to sit there and fucking learn it. I haven't got the time for it, which is a lie. I have all the time for it, but... <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I, de- I definitely have the time, but you know, I am busy. I'm, I'm doing other stuff. You know, stuff on. You don't know what I've got going on in my life. <laughs> yeah, people ask for prints and stuff. It's like, oh, maybe. I mean, oh. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him sell print. Uh, I have like one finished painting that's this cobra that I painted a little while back that I've had that whole, like, I'm actually quite happy with it and I want to do a print of it. But then I've got to go to the printing place and then I've got to fucking deal with them and, you know, it's easy, like an hour out of my day and. I'm busy, you know. Cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> to smoke and <laughs> fucking yeah. yeah. What are you gonna? I don't, I don't need it. Like I've never had prints really. And the one T-shirt I did was so fucking easy to make. It was just a, a photo that fucked around with by a friend, and that was easy done. Boom. Yeah, no fucking effort. Are do you do a lot of large scale stuff? Or you mostly just do one shot stuff. It's mostly one shot. I have a few, a few clients for large scale stuff, but not not many. I get the odd sleeve. Every now and then, but is that just, is that something you're gonna move move toward? Are you trying to are you trying to move toward doing that? Or are you trying are you trying to just keep doing? I'm not really sure. You know, I, I like one hit. I like finish. I like instant gratification. I like seeing it done and finished, and just having fun with a piece. But then I do enjoy big scale work. But then I, I also find I have a really fucking low attention span, and I you know I know a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot about it. <sighs> I find with big stuff as well, you know, it, again, it's, it's a commitment thing with the UK. People don't book in. Like, if I start something big, I try to get people to book in for at least like two or three sessions at one time. That way I know I can keep like a momentum on it and keep working on it. But every time I start something, it's like, yeah, it's great. First session, I'll book in like a year's time. And in like a year's time, I don't even know if I'm going to be tattooing. Like, I might be dead for all I fucking know. I don't want to do that for a year. Something might have changed. I might be drawing something else. I might have got bored of that thing. Yeah, that's I don't want to the, put all my effort you, into it. Or, or you, you know, you what you thought was the right way to do shit right yeah. then, and then, and then a year later, you're polishing off a tattoo you don't want anyone in the world to see. Yep, all the time, still getting them. Just fucking. <laughs> you think something's gonna work and it's gonna look super fucking cool when it comes back like a bag of shit, and you got someone like fucking Tom over your shoulder watching you're like, oh, he would look pretty nice, huh? I'm like. I didn't. Like, why, why are you saying that? Why would, you yeah, why would you lie to me like that? You know that I know that you know that it's healed like shit. And we're just here with my fucking kitchen towel like that while you're standing over me. Yeah, you know, just a few lines. <laughs> Get out of my fucking face. He's all covered in ink. He's like, you clean that off? You're like, no. Yeah. No. Tastes like this. Dry wiping all day. <laughs> no problems. So is, so Tom's organized and prepared and do it. How, how does it? Tom does like all of his drawing at home like everyone fucking should do. He's always prepped. He's always sketched and ready. He gets tracings of the area, sizes, dimensions, has full-on consultations. Like he does our job like we should. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's a killer. Sounds like a duo I know. <laughs> right? That sounds exactly <laughs> like what's going on here. <laughs> or Josh is fucking... Prepared like a goddamn Boy Scout. I yep. take measurements in a photo, and I have a, a back piece line drawing that's perfectly fit 
for the person when they get here from Dude, he's, wherever he's they want to come from. Here's your whole back. Lay it on. Let's roll. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, finishes it, right? And then I'm like, I don't know. I try and do better. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna really, really try about it. But yeah. Josh is, because I, I started thinking, I was like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people like that. And then I was like, no, he's the fucking only dude I know that does all of that. Yeah. All, all the time, dude. Tom's the only one I know. But now, now I know too. Yeah, you're the only two fucking guys. Maybe if him and Tom meet, dude, it'll form a black fucking hole of organization. I reckon so. We'll be like, oh, that's awesome. All prepared. The first time I started a bad piece around Randy, he's like, so how many sessions do you think you can finish it in? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Can <laughs> 10, 20? He's like, you should try to do it in like three. <laughs> that's the only way I could wrap my head around. I was like, it's like three or four. <laughs> fucking smash it, dude. He's like, it's not. Fucking 37 mag. That's yeah. That's not how it works. I, yeah, I did a back piece painting and he's like, how long did it take you? I was like, probably like 60 hours. He's like, Jesus Christ, can you paint one in one day? <laughs> 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 Fuck, man. Yeah, but can you? I painted Dale in one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, because I was, because Josh's all, he's all, he's all, I don't know, like 60 hours. And I was like, that's like so much. Yeah. That's so many times, dude. What the fuck? I don't think I've spent 60 hours on anything in my, in my life. life. Dude, I was trying One to think, thing. and I was like, dude, I could fly across the world and back before you finish that. Like, I could literally fly to fucking Australia <laughs> to and back, dude, and you'd be almost to the middle, right? And then I was like, we need to fucking streamline this baby down to about, I don't know, six or eight and hours. And then you painted that bag piece, and it took you a couple days. Yeah, but I only painted a little bit at a time, dude. Couple, that's what I do. I mean, like three or four hours. Yeah, but I'm going to get done with that. I'm going to be like, took a fucking million goddamn yeah, hours. Somebody's going to want to get it tatted, yeah. and then you're going to have to fucking... Well, I told Josh, to so I was like, look, I'm trying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do bigger stuff, right? So I was like, if I paint and then even try and tattoo the most over-the-top, hardest fucking thing, everything after that, yeah, it would probably be easier. I'd like to tell myself I'm going to change. Sometimes I get a photo of the area that I'm working in, and I just leave it. And don't do anything. I know I'm never going to change. It's like, you know, however many years now of bad habits. Where you just, yeah, where you just, you're fucking, I don't know. I remember when I used to do, I, I think one time, I don't know why it got seared into my absolute brain, but anything kind of realistic for a tattoo, I saw a guy make a stencil and he like drew fucking every line, right? And I never really picked up why. So, but just for like eight years straight, Everything that I did that was kind of realistic, I was like, here's a bunch of lines. And then I would go to tattoo and then just disregard yeah. 100% of all. Every fucking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them. And I was like, she makes the stencil look fucking tight, though. And then I just never use them at all. Makes you look like you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's, it's like when you see those uh, the stencils where it's just this fucking weird, giant, purple shape. It's roughly face-shaped. You know, I have no idea how people fucking call oh, that even, thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. If I put that on, that stencil's never coming off. Well, I'm just gonna be laying fucking flesh tones over purple. It's just gonna go like lavender, you know. It's. I don't know. Oh, I don't know goodness. how. I always see. I see people start. You know the super realistic tattoo dude, and they got the stencil, and it looks like it looks like they're fucking like charting out geographical, fucking yeah, everywhere. fucking map. Yeah, and then they get halfway through, and it looks like a fucking photograph. And they're like, that's it for today. And I was like, fucking what? How are you yeah. gonna like, line that shit up again? Yeah. I don't even, know. I can't even fucking like piece together a stencil for a back piece without the whole thing being yeah. wonky as shit. I need like 10 Sharpies on hand. 
fucking six copies of the thing. And even then I fuck it up every time. I don't know. Every I time. don't know if I'm that brave, dude, where I'm like, I'll just relay the stencil. Or I, I, I still I still don't know how it works. I don't know how the fuck people do it. I don't know. Nah. I don't know how people put it together so fucking neatly. Like mine's always like wrinkled as fuck and crumpled up in the middle, then it's like four layers of the same fucking bit of stencil and some horrible pinwheel in the middle. I can't do it. Fucking hate. That's probably why I don't like doing big work. Is all that sweat over the whole thing, cutting up like a million sheets of fucking paper. I got him way around. Yeah, yeah. Josh fucking Josh has done the research, dude. He had some fucking R and D department at his house, dude. And then he and then he came into it to where now looking at a back is like a normal a normal size. I just got a back like a bunch of little small tattoos all together. Pretty much, but I have a I have a way to make a back piece. So I can make like like that one that that uh, dragon face yeah. or whatever is like four maybe five pieces. Yeah, well, you just pencil. like jigsaw it together. No, I have like uh, this roll Thermofax paper, and then I have like a two foot long oh. carrier sheet. That's fucking cool. It's like a hundred foot roll. Yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, and then it has the long carry and it's just run it, dude. And it's just the whole sleeve. Fat. That's fucking awesome. So I made, I made you some machines, right? And then I was expecting you to use like fucking huge liners, dude. And you seem to not be using a shitload of huge liners. No, I use quite a lot of small liners, like tight sevens, freeze. I love a fucking free liner. It's one of my favorites. Just do so much cool, weird little stuff with it. And a lot of the stuff I do is not, it made look big in the photos. It's never big. Like it's always kind of palm sized or yeah, because it like, looks big as fuck. Like online, yeah, it's weird. It never like it's just kind of I guess like a kind of false perspective of it or whatever. But it's it's never like huge stuff. If I'm doing anything more kind of on the straight up Japanese route, then I'll use bigger stuff. I tend to use like open rounds and high rounds and stuff. I like lining with round shaders too, just that really fucking big. But only if I'm doing something big, which is not very often. <laughs> I like coloring with round shaders. They're the fucking best. Yeah, I'll do like scale, like dragon scales and stuff like that. Whether you get those really crisp yeah. edges and shit. Really fucking nice it. to use. Mags are the worst for that. Hate like positioning a fucking mag on the corner of it or just tearing someone up. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of those. The chrome tattoos, I'll just color them all with the liner because you can fucking, you know, the shader get in there. And... Easy enough, yeah. Yeah. More control over it. Hell yeah. Yeah, enough. I don't really use big setups. Not really, anyway. Um, as much. Over there is everybody's like first machine in making sharps. <laughs> yep. And I heard you saying it, and I was mm. like, man, I have a fuck. Because I have a lot of them, right? But I was like, over there, yep. probably fucking, there's probably tons everywhere. Seriously, everywhere. The T dial, like, is everyone's first machine. I don't really know many people that didn't have it, and they still have it. You always you always keep your fucking first one. I've kept my first one. Right. And it's a piece of shit. It never worked. But it was just... It's, it's a shame because, you know, old Mickey Sharps were really good machines and it kind of got a bit more into the rush production of them and you know, they're not quite what they used to be. They need a little bit of tweaking. They're great fucking machines. They're still sturdily built and put together, just never really tuned. And if you're a, you know, fucking baby tatter and don't know what you're doing, you just use it and hope for the best. But that was the same way. I, I, I always get them. And then if you just like, yeah, like you retune them, they're fucking awesome. Great machines. And then I, I'll get older ones sometimes. Like these are already fucking awesome. These, yeah. these are already super sick. 
I can't remember. Mine was a hand-me-down. Mine wasn't a new one from straight from Mickey Sharp's. It was a hand-me-down from my first sort of proper studio. And I think he'd had it a long time. So it's, it's a fucking old machine. And you can tell from the, the coils are just these giant, bulky, the ancient. Big, the big-ass coils. Yeah. Um, do they have like a do they have like a storefront or something like? Has- yeah, you know, I don't know actually. I'm not sure if I know he's uh, maybe down in Birmingham. I think he's based, but I'm not a thousand percent. But it's any kind of equipment that sort of really lacks kind of approach to who can buy it and who can get it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, next, it- you can buy anything. You don't have to have anything. You don't even have to have a fucking studio. I can get stuff delivered to my house without telling anyone where I am or what I do, it's, it's relax. Just do whatever. Is there, yeah. is there, you know, old ass, like, you know, old, old, like what are the old shops there? Or like, you know, every place has like, or at least here, like a state, you'll go to a state or a big city. Yeah. Like, Hey, that's the old, that's the old shop. So we have, I think you've got quite a few in London that are old, old. I mean, you know, Lau Hardy, who's just been, He's been there for fucking ever. You know, he's like a staple of British tattooing. There's a few down in the West Country as well, like Bristol and uh, Portsmouth. Like the old port towns tend to have the oldest because you know, Navy tattoos yeah. and Army yeah. tattoos. But there's not really many, like, there's old shops, but they're never really kind of what they used to be. They don't like have any kind of continuing tradition from when there are old shops. I think it's quite a throwaway thing of like, oh, I'm selling my shop. And then the guy will change the name and change everything and it just won't stay the same. We have a few, like Doc Price, he's still around, still, he's down in Bristol, I think, or near Bristol. Uh, Lau Hardy, again, just is the fucking one for old tattooing in the UK. So what about Scotland? Is there old, like older shop, the shops that have been around for a long time there? There's a few, but again, there's not, there's not many. There's like a, a guy called Bobby Brown still, or Billy Brown, sorry, he's still up in, his shop at least is still up in the north. There's a guy in Edinburgh called Spacey, he's been around fucking ever, like, but again, shops always keep moving around and there's no like kind of static old shop. The oldest I know of is a guy called Don in Ramsgate and he's been there 48 years. Fuck. Uh, man, you would not want to fucking get tattooed by the guy. Like he still has the ink bowl for the day and you just no idea what you're getting. It's like a you know, pick a mix of fucking... Dude, well, 48 years ago, dude, it's probably fucking... Yeah, man, he was the fucking one. Like he was... Uh, it's, it's a shame because a lot of people rip on the guy, but he has been there for... You know, a long fucking time. I paved the way for the whole town. You know, he's the only one there for 30 years. God damn. But I think it's, it's a shame as well. Like, you know, when the HA kind of got involved with it all, it a lot changed when it was more. We had a really heavy HA presence. So a lot of old boys and old shops were forced away and forced to move so that they could open up chains of studios, which you see more often than not. You get like, we have a big thing, studio chains. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yep. So there's like, there's this one down in the southeast called Skin Illustrations. I mean, there's like eight or nine of them. And there's, that's all just in like one small area. And there's, there's just loads of them. You know, every city you go to, you'll find at least one chain of studios owned by one guy. Isn't a tattooist. Just fucking raking it in from these shops. But forcing other people out as well. Undercutting and spreading shit. It's a horrible, it can be a pretty rough atmosphere between studios in the UK. A lot of, a lot of distrust. That's fucking wild, dude. That's not to say for everyone, you know, there's, there's still studios we all get on with, we're friends with, you know, there's, there's still a good, really good part to it. I appreciate you coming all the way to Oklahoma. No I, didn't know, 
Because I, I had no idea. I was like, are you on vacation? Are you fucking coming over here for other big... Like, no, I'm coming just here to fucking yeah. do some tats. How do people get a hold of you to get tattooed? How do you spell it exactly? That's E-double-L-I-O-double-T. W-E-double-L-S. www.com. <laughs> C-O-M. Smelling like, Smells. Smelling Smells, which may well be my new Instagram name. <laughs> smelling Smells. Smelling Smells. Smelling Boner. No Smelly Boner. That's not happening. <laughs> you know, I like to sound cool with it. I think I'm still a little bit raw. There's a lot of emotions right? coming up there. You know, I can't really joke about it. <laughs> You're like, I sound confident, but inside, I don't know. No, I'm going to have a fucking PTSD flashback the minute I start tattooing, really like piss myself and like start crying. one stranger's all, hey, is, yeah, smelly boner, and you're like, fuck it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next fucking ET joke is just going to be a snap finger. <laughs> just bite it off. So yeah, clearly I'm not over it, so don't call me that. All right, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. No worries. Thanks for listening to the Dip and Rip podcast. We'd like to keep it free basically forever. So if you want to help support us doing it, you can buy a Dip and Rip shirt or any of the other Dip and Rip merch we have for sale.